On this week's episode of Frantic Thoughts, we talk so much gaming news that I go a little insane. Nah, not really. It's still a lot of fun, so I hope you enjoy episode 62 of Frantic Thoughts. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Frantic Thoughts, the gaming and entertainment podcast that nobody asked for, except for maybe... No, nobody asked for it. Each and every week, we take a look at the gaming, video game, gamer... I don't know what I'm saying. Video game and entertainment news. Uh, talk a little bit about what I've been up to and some other random stuff. It's a little short. I call it, like, uh transportation podcast i don't know what i'm even saying anymore this is a short to the point and fun podcast at least i try to make it fun anyway i start every episode off with the topic of the week what the hell is going on okay you can take a minute it's the topic of the week news of interest oh i threw you guys a curveball whoa it's a curveball it's a curveball i threw you a curveball anyway so there is so much news this week that for the topic of the week i'm going to talk about the news <laughs> it's there's just a lot of video gaming news i want to talk all about i want to go into in depth with so i figured it'd be fun to kind of combine the two segments i've done it before in the past when there was a nintendo direct like there is this week so this week we had the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Direct in this game. Ha- okay, first question is, do we even deserve this game? <laughs> this game is the ultimate Nintendo fan service. Everything you want. Okay, let's go into what this Direct is all about. It was 26 minutes long. If you haven't watched it, I recommend watching it, but I'm going to go over everything that was in the Direct and what I think about it. So it's just a lot of stuff. Okay, so we start off the direct with the giant Castlevania reveal. We see Luigi get struck down by Simon Belmont. Wait, no, he doesn't get struck by... Wow, I just really failed there. Luigi gets killed by like a freaking apparition or something. Uh, And Simon Belmont's there. And then we got Richter Belmont, which is an echo fighter of uh, Simon. And... uh, they look like they're gonna kick some ass so it's gonna be really cool uh they started off with that and then they like okay speaking of echo fighters we got more we got dark samus dark samus that was really bad which is an echo of samus and then they got krom from fire emblem awakening and then that he's gonna be echo of roy and then they got dracula's castle which is based on castlevania of course and then you can fight dracula in there and the team up there doing with Konami seems pretty insane. They're doing a lot of stuff for fans of the Castlevania series. Uh, personally, I haven't played many Castlevanias. Just a little bit of Symphony of Night. I've beaten. I have never beaten it. Almost said I've beaten it, but I never have. But I've gotten very far in Symphony of the Night. So that's the only Castlevania I've played. But the it's awesome to see more fan favorite characters be in the game. 
So they go into talking about the stages because he just said, okay, Dracula's castle is going to be in here. Speaking of stages. And then they go, okay, let's compare it to all the old games. And then you got the N64, which is like a little bit. And then they got Melee, which is like even more. And then they got Brawl, which is even more. And then they got the Wii one, that's even more. And then they go, oh yeah, Ultimate. And then they got like this bar that goes up, 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 up. And this is like 80. And then it breaks through the ceiling and it's like 103 stages. Freaking crazy. <laughs> 103 stages. Every stage that you knew before, and including brand new stages. And every single one of these stages has their normal forms, and it can also be played in Final Destination form, which is one long platform without any other obstacles, or the Battlefield, which is one long platform with three smaller ones above it. So that's pretty awesome. So uh, if you guys know Smash Brothers, hopefully you do, because I'm just like rambling about it already. It's basically just a brawler where you try to knock each other off the platform. That's obvious if you're a gamer. But hey, I, I might as well spell it out a little bit. <laughs> uh, also, a cool thing they added for stage selection is you can transition between two stages. If you, you can actually have this mode where you select two stages and in the middle of the match, it'll transition back and forth between the two stages. So you can be fighting on Pokemon Stadium and then have Final Destination after that. And it'll just teleport into it, transport into it randomly at random times. You can even set it to randomly... Tra uh, transform to different uh, levels which is really awesome so that keeps the levels varied up and you never know what you're going to get that's awesome let's see you can even turn stage hazards off which is really cool so what stage hazards are are some maps have boss fights and random things in the backgrounds that can hit the characters so to keep it a little less chaotic you can turn that off and you can have a good time without all this like stage attacks basically <laughs> um they're adding new Donk City. Freaking amazing. Uh, they're adding old stages from N64, but they're keeping them with the retro feel. So they got the Fountain of Dreams from Kirby. They got Gamer from WarioWare. So they this I think Gamer is actually going to be modern graphics, but the N64 levels are going to keep that old school look. A little more pixely, a little more 64-bitty, I guess I would say. But they look really cool. And they're just crazy, guys. The, the team over in Nintendo and Sakurai, the main director of Smash Brothers, is like, okay, guys, you think that we're done? No, we're not done. We're going to keep adding more. We're going to keep adding more and more and more. And that is really present when you look at the music tracks. They have like this counter going up of how many songs are going to be, and it kind of stops around 500 or so, and then it goes zoop, all the way up to 800 music tracks. And these are all orchestrated and ranged in-house. A lot of these aren't the actual songs from the game. They're the same, the songs from the game, but they're like a new orchestrated version. And they take remixes. They do like guitar riff versions. They do like jazz versions of a lot of songs. And um, they really have a lot of variety there. And they kind of take a lot of the songs and kind of smash brothers them. I guess that would be a weird way to say that. But they haven't, they make battle themes out of like the new Dunk City song and stuff like that. And it's really cool. Uh, they have this new feature for the Switch, which you can do sound test mode, lock the Switch screen and listen to the songs when the Switch is off so you can have like a music player. I know that's silly, but that's cool that they added the feature because why not, right? Uh, the songs are all really good. If you haven't heard the Smash Brothers music, I 
highly, highly recommend it. I will probably close this podcast with one of them that I'm thinking of right now. But yes, definitely, definitely listen to some of that Smash Brothers music. They keep releasing more tracks and they're really good. I recommend listening to the Snake Eater remix with the Smash Brother theme. Oh my God, super good. I'll, I'll put that one at the end. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay, okay. Just so you know. Uh, also, you can pick the rules of a match before fighting. I know that seems something like that should have been in there before, but it kind of wasn't. The thing is, is every time you loaded the game up before, you have to pick up uh, between, instead of doing like a time attack you and you want to switch to stock characters, like you have a certain amount of lives, you have to do it every single match. In this one, oops. Ah! Sorry. I just, like, just completely smashed my mic, smashed, literally smashed my mic across my desk just now. Okay, I apologize. <laughs> uh, where was I? Rules. You can make the rules, and you can actually save them and load them up the next time. Something so small, but to Smash fans, that's a big deal, especially if you're in a party setting. Let's see. There's another option will give fighters a more traditional charge meter instead of having final smash balls, which you can do. That's just something small, which is pretty cool. There's also a new mode that they're not talking about on the main menu screen that looks like a character. It kind of reminds me, it's greenish, and it looks kind of like Zelda. The Zelda, like Zelda, like, uh, God, I can't talk. Zelda logo, like a little Link sitting there. <laughs> um, but I don't know what it is. Nobody knows what it is. It's just kind of like a hidden thing, and I'm hoping... Maybe it's not even that. If I stare at it long enough, it, it makes me think... I'm like looking at the image right now. And it kind of looks like a pixelated boat of some kind. Maybe it's an adventure mode. That'd be awesome. Who knows what it's going to be. But, of course, they said they're going to have another Direct in a few weeks. Or in the future. I don't think they actually named a time. But, yeah. This game looks freaking crazy. They have 3 vs 3 mode, 5 vs 5 squad strikes. They got tournament mode that's built in that has up to 32 players it's freaking crazy um there's a mode called smash down makes it so that after each match all players all fighters people play as are unavailable in future fights for the tournament mode which is freaking crazy classic mode returns so if you've ever played old school smash brothers each character will have a specific rival and challenges that you can go through in like a mini single player experience and that's something i lo i love doing that that's so much fun it gets you the feel for every character, especially the new ones you're not used to. Uh, they added new items, Banana Gun, Death Scythe from Castlevania, and the Rage Blaster Gun. New Pokemons include Abra, Ditto, that can actually transform into different characters, Lanula, La Lanala, I don't, I don't know Pokemon, and Mimikyu, which I know, which basically looks like a little weird-looking Pikachu. So that's cool. We got new assist trophies. We got Zero from Mega Man X, Knuckles from Sonic Sonic series, Gray Fox from Metal Gear Solid. I didn't even know Gray Fox, and I missed that. That's freaking crazy. Gray Fox from Metal Gear Solid's in there. That's freaking awesome. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, we got Shovel Knight. So I was hoping Shovel Knight would be a playable character, but thinking about Shovel Knight in the first place, that's an insane character to be in Smash Brothers, period, because a few, I keep hitting my mic today. I so, so apologize if that's really loud. I will edit it down as best as, best as I can. I do not know why I keep doing that. But Shovel Knight is one of those really awesome success stories because a few years ago, they were doing a Kickstarter for a game that's pixelated, Mega Man inspired, and 
A few few years later, like four or five years later, here we are. They're in Smash Brothers. Even as an assist trophy, that's an insane, amazing thing that's happened. So congratulations to Yacht Club for that. That's freaking rad. I was so happy to see Shovel Knight in the game, even though I couldn't play as him. That's still freaking cool. Also, you got the moon from Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. I, recommend, I recognize that. That's pretty cool. They have the Rathalos from Monster Hunter. This one's pretty cool because it can either be a stage hazard and randomly attack people on the stage, or it could be an, a, an assist trophy. And then also Crystal from Star Fox, which, why not? Cool. Ooh, I think that is about it for the main Smash Brothers news. And uh, the coolest part is after they talk all about all of this crazy stuff, talk about, oh, it's going to be the best Smash Brothers game ever. I'm super hyped. They cut away, like, oh, we're done. And then they show Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong sitting there, and then they hear douche, douche, douche. They look out the window. There's like this figure that looks like their villain. And then it turns into King DDD, and he's like, ha 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 ha, I'm fucking with you, you know, because I was like a silhouette, and it turned into him. And then behind him, King K. Rule pops up, and then they announce K. Rule is going to be in Smash Brothers, which is one of those that people have been asking for for years and years, and that's fucking awesome. I cannot wait for smash brothers this trailer this whole entire direct kind of blew me away got me super excited to play it i can't wait to get online with friends and just learn all these characters and have a great time and i'm not even a fighting game person like i usually don't get hyped up for fighting games but something about smash brothers i always get into and this just looks super fun i'm so so stoked for smash so that was a lot of talk about smash but i wanted to talk a little bit about this red dead redemption 2 trailer Look, I'm kicking everything. I'm knocking things off shelves. <laughs> uh, so, they have gameplay, and it's a lot. So, I'm going to look at the Polygon article to kind of break everything down. I'm going to go through a little bit here and there, but I don't want to talk about all this. It's very deep. But if you want to get like a full breakdown, watch the trailer first. You can go to Polygon. There's an article called Red Dead Redemption 2. Gameplay footage is chock full of little details. And they have so much analysis and breakdown of this uh little six minute gameplay trailer that they put out and i just want to start off by saying wow this has pushing graphics to the brink for this generation this is some of the most beautiful graphics i've ever seen in a video game the vistas look stunning it looks realistic to the point that you want to reach in the screen and be in that world which is what you want. This makes me really excited to get my PS4 Pro, my 4K HDR all set up before this game comes out because you know those colors are going to pop. You know it's going to look so stunning to get into that world, to dive deep into this realistic sandbox. So they're kind of taking everything up to 11. <laughs> this gameplay is... This is all gameplay. This is captured in-engine. So they say that... This, they're trying to not make this game just more open. They're not focusing on making it more open. It's already open. They want to make it deeper. So they're trying to focus more on systems. And they say that your guns aren't the only way to in interact with the environment. And there are a lot of things that he does. He chases down 
a man, tackles him from behind, flips over him, sits on top of him, then rain down blows. In the next clip, Morgan grapples with the foe and shifts to a chokehold, kicks a man in the gut and blocks an attack or punches. The controls shown on the screen are choke, map to triangle on the PlayStation 4, dismiss, which is square, circle to beat. Similar options are available in Morgan's interactions with all kinds of non-playable characters throughout Red Dead Redemption 2. It's possible to start up a conversation with most people in, this, in the world. In encounters with other people, Morgan can choose to greet with the square button or antagonize with the circle. And if he's passing by on horseback, he can press triangle to address them with a friendly call out. And that's super cool. So you can interact with anybody in the wilderness. I'm looking at some gifts here. This game looks so good. There's like a reflection off this water pool. Oh my god, it's like taking my breath away. It looks so good. I'm like, this game is almost too beautiful to describe in words. Just go watch that video. Oh my god, I'm so impressed by it. The only other game that I've played that impressed me this much with the graphics is God of War. So this is on level with that. And that makes me so freaking happy. I, I love... Okay, I want to talk for a second. I, I want to say I love Rockstar games. I have not played a Rockstar game that I do not like. They're on my, my favorite games. I love all the GTA games. Red Dead Redemption, the original, is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite games of all time. And yeah, they're the way they do open worlds are always cool and they always invent new things. So being able to walk through the town and just talk to people, that's something that you don't normally get to do in an open world setting. Walking through a town, you usually just see NPCs just walking around, doing their loops, doing their normal activities, whatever they usually do in the town. You don't usually get to go up to and say, what, what are you looking at you mother effer? You know what I mean? You don't have to, you don't can, can't go up to a guy and just start a fight in a normal game. You can go up to him and punch him in the face, but what's the point of that? You're just going to fight him like that. But you can, you can also go up to someone and say, Hey, I like your shirt or whatever. You can compliment them, have a nice, uh, just friendly tone with them. Like good morning, you know? And that makes the world feel so much more alive. I I'm talking so fast. I'm running out of breath here. <laughs> um, there's a lot of stuff here. So, there's a clip of Morgan freeing the main character is Morgan. What's his last name? Morgan. Da, 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 da. I don't even sure. Not even sure. Morgan Dutch? That's not it. Da, 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 da. Sorry, I'm I'm getting very distracted by reading this. This is interesting. I I just know the main character's first name is Morgan. It doesn't say his full name here. I can't remember the last name. It's fine. It's fine. It doesn't really matter. Um, a horse and his boy. A horse. This is all from that Polygon article I talked about. Horses are another major component of Red Dead Redemption 2. Rockstar says that Morgan forms a real bond with his steeds. The more time you spend taking care of your horse, brush, brushing its mane, feeding it, calming it down when it's nervous, the better it will perform as a mount for transportation and even combat. For instance, a broken-in horse will mu be much less likely to toss Morgan off and flee when bullets start flying. That's pretty awesome. Um, you can... These beasts are more than mounts, too. Morgan doesn't have an infinitely large inventory on his person. Instead, he can store items such as supplies, weapons, and animal carcasses by strapping them to his steed and stuffing them in his saddlebags. This is pretty cool. The gang... Okay, this is basically what they're doing with this. The gang is fleeing the popos. <laughs> the government's trying to get them. The bad guy, The good guys are trying to capture them. They're a gang, right? 
So they're going across America, and as they go across America, they will set up these towns, these little settlements, and in there is Dutch's gang, which you are a part of. You're basically his right-hand man, and what you do is you can help out the people in your little community, your little gang group. Gang group, that's a weird way to say that. Anyway, so... What you do, you can bring food over to them. You can help them with missions and do different things, side missions. The way that the world works, from what I have read in previews, is that there aren't just like a million icons on the map. 90% of what you're going to do, you're going to be talking to somebody, just different people in the world. And you are going to be discovering missions based on who you speak with and how you interact with people in the world. So when you play a game like a Ubisoft game, you'll climb a tower, right? And you'll open up the environment and then 10,000 icons pop up and you just kind of go through each icon and knock off stuff off a checklist. In this game, it's not going to work like that. You go up to a character, you talk to him, say, buddy, 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 hey, what's up? My, My wife's in trouble over there, you know, and then you go take care of his wife. And then on the way, you might meet somebody else. Hey, dude, uh, can you help me uh, prospect for gold? You know, you could do that, do that. So as you play the game, new challenges will open up based on your interactions in this world. That's where they want to talk, bring in this depth for this game. So that sounds so cool. That's something that really hasn't been done yet. A lot of times when you play an open world game, Assassin's Creed is a fantastic, beautiful environment, great gameplay, interesting storylines, right? But 99% of the time, I feel like I am just going through the motions, getting my check marks on these objectives. In this world, if you kind of just can live in it, talk to people, open up new objectives, and just kind of be in that world for hours on end, and it doesn't feel like you're just doing checklists. It feels like you are inside of this universe, interacting with these people, helping out these people, fighting people you dislike. All this, thi- all these things, and it just looks so gorgeous. This, you can go fishing, you can ride your horse around, you can help people. It just looks so, so, so good. And um, I recommend going watch that trailer. It's the Red Dead Redemption Two trailer for the gameplay, and read this Polygon article. Read any any article you can about this game. This game is going to be talked about for years to come. I think this is going to be a game of the year contender for sure. And I know this is me just hyping it up, but it looks so fantastic. And there are more gameplay videos coming down the line. So I'm really impressed, obviously, with what they've shown so far, what they've talked about so far in previews. So hopefully this game lives up to all of this hype that I'm feeling for it. So with Spider-Man, with Red Dead, with smash brothers right around the corner this year's gonna look fantastic for games and i'm really excited for that see how long have i been going here okay i'm gonna talk about one last news story here so ign pulls review after plagiarism accusations hey look it's my guest stormy do you hear her obviously it's been a while all right, all right, I got her to stop. Okay, so IGN polls review after plagiarism accusations. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was an interesting story. So basically, they had a review of this new game called Dead Cells, which I'm kind of interested in trying. It looks really cool. 
but that's a side note. We'll talk about it in a bit. A YouTube channel called Boomstink Gaming, after they posted their review on IGN, which gave it a 9.7, Boomstink Gaming on his YouTube channel, he's kind of a smaller YouTube channel, I think he had like 20k subs or so, and the video was titled, IGN copied my Dead Cells review, what do I do? In it, the video is, this is all from Kotaku, this is where I'm taking my source from, in it, the video's makers, the video's maker plays a sequence of clips from its own review of the roguelike action platformer and compares them to IGN's video review, revealing a number of phrases phrases that are really strikingly similar. So the, here's a couple of them. I'm just going to read like two or three of them here. So this is Boomsticks. This combat system is fast, fluid, responsive, and one of the most rewarding representations of 2D combat of the entire genre. IGN. Fights are fast, fluid, responsive, and hands down one of the most gratifying re representations of video game combat I've ever experienced. Very familiar, very similar, just kind of a little bit of reverse there. Next up, we got Boomstick again. In most games of the genre, your coolest skill and spells are often set to strictly, strictly long recharge timers or a limited mana system, but in Dead Cells, your ability have incredibly quick recharges and, are, and allow you to seamlessly integrate these gadgets in normal encounters, and it doesn't make you feel penalized for using your cool stuff. IGN Most games limit your use... Your mo sorry. Oh. The guy who wrote this review, his name is Philip Mewson in IGN. Most games limit your most useful skills with long cooldown timers or a limited mana system, but Dead Cells encourages you to use your deadliest gadget with a fast recharge timer and never punishes you for using your best tactics. There are multiple more of these. There's like four or five more of these where he goes back and forth. In the video, he kind of is back and forth, back and forth. This, They are very similar. You can really tell that it's cribbed. Or if it's not, I, I can't see how this is not plagiarism. So Boomstick posted his review in late July. Boomstick, yeah, Boomstick did that. And IGN, um, Philip Mewson, IGN posted it when the review embargo lifted for the full edition, which was a few days ago. So it was two, day, two weeks later that the IGN review got posted. So IGN took down... The, the uh, article, and they said, as a group of writers and creators who value our own work that of and that of others in our feet, I can't talk, man. I've been talking for a while. I turned the AC off, so I'm sweating. It's getting hot in here. I'm taking all my clothes off. Anyway, <laughs> IGN says, as a group of writers and creators who value our own work and that of others in our field, the editorial staff of IGN takes plagiarism very seriously reads a note now in place of the review. In light of concerns that have been raised about our Dead Cells review, we've removed it for the time being and are investigating. Later on that day, IGN has let go of Mucin, writing in a statement that it plans to re-review Dead Cells. So this is what their statement is. We apologize to our readers, developer Motion Twin, and most especially the YouTuber known as known under Boomstick Gaming for failing to upload the uphold these standards. Dallas said. So basically they fired the guy because they parted ways with him because he made this horrible error which who knows why he did it right maybe he had a strict deadline maybe this is his first video review this is myosin uh, philip myosin's first 
video review on IGN. So maybe he was feeling the pressure. He was writing it. Maybe he didn't couldn't get that far in Dead Cells because Dead Cells is actually a fairly challenging game. But there's no excuse for plagiarism. He could have asked for an extension. He could have said, hey, I'm not feeling this review. Maybe somebody else could write it. He could have done something other than copy somebody else's work. And this makes everybody at IGN have a target on them now for trolls, you know, for people that want to take down IGN a peg because it's it's the biggest outlet out there, right, next to GameStop and stuff like that. So this isn't going to make IGN look more credible. IGN did the right thing because if they stuck behind this guy who plagiarized, it's going to make their entire organization look bad. It's going to make all the other reviewers look bad. All the other freelancers look bad from IGN. So they just did what they could do in this horrible circumstance. And this guy shouldn't have put the organization in that place in the first place. And uh, I know Philip is from YouTube. He has a YouTube channel. And uh, he has reviewed for other outlets. And they actually found out that he has been copying reviews for a while. Here's another one that he did. Basically, I'm not going to actually read this, but if you want to go deep dive into the other one he did, which is a FIFA 18 for Switch for Nintendo Life review that he did, it's a copy of his own video review from Mycin to his YouTube channel, from Nintendo Life to his YouTube channel. So he has done this, and this was on October 1st, 2017. So who knows how long he's been doing it, and he got hired on IGN because he used to be a YouTuber, he got really popular, IGN discovered him, and they brought him into staff, and he was on NBC and all these other, you know, he was a personality host, basically, on IGN, and he just screwed it all up, and he probably won't work in this industry, and if, when he does, he's not going to be known as the credible guy anymore he's not going to feel people aren't going to believe what he says he's they're not going to trust his writing anymore because of this huge plagiarism scandal that went on everybody was talking about it including me and it's a big bummer so i guess <laughs> the takeaway from all of this is be responsible if you're a writer write your own things you can take inspiration from other people that's people do that all the time but don't downright copy somebody and just change up the words a little bit, flip the sentence around, you know, do that, you know, classic, oh, I read a textbook and took a little bit out of it and took sentences out of it and kind of flipped a couple words on their head or took the thesaurus out and changed a few words, stuff like that. Don't do that. Write your own things, have your own voice, and discover your voice through your writing because otherwise you're going to end up like this guy and really screwing over a lot of people. Next up is the Recommendation Minutes. In Recommendation Minute, I take a whole minute and I recommendation stuff. A recommendation stuff? I recommend some stuff. So here we go. One minute start right now. That was really loud. I apologize. So this is Recommendation Minute, and this week I just want to recommend one movie called Eighth Grade. It's by a guy named Bo Burnham. He is the writer and director. He's a YouTuber and a stand-up comedian. This movie is all about being in middle school, being an anxious kid. So for me, 
it's like, this is real life. <laughs> All the uncomfortable moments in this movie are like super, super uncomfortable, but it, it leads up to a really positive message and it's worth watching. So if you like those down to earth type movies that are about people in real life situations, this movie's worth watching. I freaking loved it. I cried and cried and it just brought tears of sadness and joy to my eyes. It was incredible and the acting in it's phenomenal. Great script. Awesome movie. Go see 8th grade. Let's go see it. It's awesome. Definitely. Now I was just trying to fill up one minute there. I think I messed up my timer, but whatever. That was recommendation minute. Next up is what's happening. I'm still playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts 2. Wow, there's a U-Haul truck outside making a lot of noise. I'm playing Kingdom Hearts, right? I'm getting super into Kingdom Hearts. It's crazy, guys. So uh, I went on this Twitter rant about a goofy movie world in Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> I just want to read this. All right, goofy, mo goofy movie world in Kingdom Hearts 3. We see a hooded Organization 13 figure. His hood comes off. Father, how could you let my heart go to the darkness? Maxi, no! Because of you, I'm a nobody. Crossfade to the visage of PJ. He confronts his father. Dad, how could you let... <laughs> how could you let yourself be corrupted by darkness? A keyblade appears in his head. PJ, no! Not you! Come with Maleficent and I! We will show you the truth! Never! PJ runs at Pete. Fades to black. Goofy's house would be the first area. Then there would be a car driving minigame between each area. Rhythm game for the driving musical number. Fighting a corrupted heartless Sasquatch. Possum barn with heartless heartless possums. Musical number on car roof, but is a fight with Max. Powerline concert is a big fight with PJ tagging along as a party member. Fight Pete and Max. Fight Pete and Max realizes the error of his ways. Defeat Pete while Powerline performs in the background. Go home. PJ unlocks Max's heart with his keyblade. Roxanne is there and you wrap up the story. Powerline becomes a summon and you return to this world later to do extremely goofy movie storyline where Bradley Uppercrust III is a villain. And then I say, guys, Kingdom Hearts has me writing fanfic now. Damn it. <laughs> okay, I don't know why I read all that, but I've been loving Kingdom Hearts too. I got through the Hollow Bastion section and I'm about 22, 24 hours in. Super fun. I'm playing a few hours here and there. I'm not rushing through it. I'm just having a good time with it until some other games come out. Uh, I played the Black Ops 4 beta, and at first I hated it, and then I started to grow to like it. I do not love it. It's not as good as the Black Ops 3, in my opinion, but I do have some fun with it. There's a grapple hook character. You can grapple hook across the map and do some crazy stuff, and it's generally pretty fun. It's just a shooter. It's just a regular old shooter. And it's Call of Duty, so it feels great. So my, I'm I wasn't gonna buy this game, period. But where I'm at with Black Ops 4 is if the Black Ops Blackout mode, yeah, Blackout mode is good, I'm gonna get the game. But that's only if I like the Blackout mode, which is their Battle Royale mode. If I like that, I'll pick it up to play that. But besides that, I'm like, eh, it's kind of okay, you know. I'll play this beta thing that starts tomorrow, and I'll play a little bit more, and I'll probably be pretty good. It's just fine. It's fun, but it's kind of mindless. And sometimes I need that in a shooter, but 
I'm kind of getting a little bored of Call of Duty, so eh, it's okay. Uh, I tried Taco Bell tortilla chips and I made a video of it. They, yeah, I'm not gonna spoil it, but uh, yeah. Also, we're moving, or we're gonna try to move. We did this huge application process. It was horrible. I did it today. I had to get all this paperwork together. It took me like three hours to do all this stuff. We had to pay $450 just to get our application and deposit in, and hopefully everything comes back good so I don't have to pay a bigger deposit. But we found a place that's basically right down the road so we can move right, you know, it'd be a quick move. It's like three or 400 more square feet. It has nice carpet in there. We don't have carpet here. I like carpet. Sierra's not a huge fan. We have a dog, so I mean. It's kind of like, oh, carpet's cool, but maybe not because we have a dog, but I like carpet. Carpet's awesome, in my opinion. And basically, it's going to have two bedrooms. So how we're going to set it up, in theory, is the living room area is going to be our bedroom. I know that sounds weird, but our bed's going to be in there. Our dresser's going to be in there kind of when you walk in. That's a little weird, I know, but this is how we want to do it. And then there's a little bedroom, and that's going to be Sierra's craft room and our storage room. So she's going to be able to craft in there and do what she wants to do in there. And she'll have a desk in there and her laptop's going to be in there. And she'll have a area to do her crafts. And she does crafts. She does like scale mail and stuff like that. It's pretty cool. And we'll have like a little bit of storage in there. Then the main room is going to be the game room and the TV watching room and all that. My desk is going to be in there. We're going to have our retro. I was thinking maybe the retro setup will be in the living room. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But we'll definitely have our brand new TV in there. And... This TV I have now, because we're going to buy a new TV. This is a given. We're buying a new TV, and we're buying a new bed. And we're doing that. I know this is a lot of random shit, but whatever. I'm doing what I want to do. <laughs> I'm buying a new TV. I'm buying a big-ass, nice 4K TV for that gaming room. And we have the couch that's going to go in there. And my computer desk. And I want to have a corner of the room that's kind of open where I can make videos. And I want to make, like collage backgrounds for different things like if i want to do the podcast do like a little frantic thoughts looking collage i can put behind me and light it do stuff do the comics if i'm gonna do a show about movies do a little movie thing behind me and stuff I have a little area where i can actually shoot videos and have everything set up all the time for streaming and everything for the youtube channel and that's fun that's that's my goal so hopefully we get this apartment. We haven't even got it. This is just what I've been thinking about all day at work. Because, you know, boards work super boring. Wow. There's my ringtone. It's Sonic. <laughs> anyway. What was I saying? Yeah, work's boring. I've been kind of like, eh, at work lately. So I've just been thinking about stuff like that. But hopefully we get that apartment. Uh, send us best wishes. Uh, I don't have the best credit ever. They said if there's some credit problems that they might charge us a little bit more, but hopefully we can cover it and we'll be moving at the end of the month because we're kind of tired of this place. It's super tiny. The neighbors suck. They give us bugs. Honestly, we have had roaches three different times because of our neighbors here. And that's disgusting, guys. If you ever had to deal with roaches, it's disgusting. I see one, I fucking freak out. Sorry about the, my, my French, whatever. But yeah, we've had it three different times. And of course, we never got infested. But there's a certain area in our closet where the hot water heater is that's next to those guys that I have seen roaches come out of. And when I see that shit happen, I get the freaking maintenance in here to do it. But they're coming from our neighbors. So if we move, we won't have to deal with that shit, period. So it's horrible because it's Texas. 
And I'm not talking about giant roaches. If you don't know, they're called German cockroaches. They're tiny and they're disgusting. So if I see one of those things, I freak out. I hate bugs. Everybody hates bugs, right? So yeah, that's something we've had to deal with three different times in the last two years. So, and we haven't had to deal with it for months and months and months so far. So it's like, I don't want to deal with it again. Let's get out of here. This place is cramped anyway. We'll get a bigger place, which has a walk-in closet too. That I didn't even mention that. That's awesome. So yes, <laughs> wish us luck with that. Okay. I know I'm rambling now. Um, I want to try out dead cells. Probably going to pick that up today. And I've been watching Nathan, Nathan for you. If you haven't seen that, I recommend watching it. It's a funny show. He does a fake thing where he helps businesses. I think I talked about it already and it's pretty funny. Thank you so much for listening to Frantic Thoughts this week. Go check out my YouTube channel. Every single Friday, we'll be streaming on Mixer too. Mixer.com slash Frantic Society. And we will be streaming for a few hours. And then I archive that on my YouTube channel. That's bit.ly slash Frantic Sub. Follow me on Twitter at Frantic Society. And if I, you don't know how to spell that, it's Frantic, S-O-C-I-E-T-Y. Go follow at Trade Papercast on Twitter. Go download Trade Papercast. The new episode comes out in about four days. And we're going to be talking about Seconds by Brian O'Lee. Man, I always mess this guy up. We're now talking about the book Seconds by Brian Lee O'Malley. I always mess his name up. I don't know why. But yeah, that's it for Frantic Thoughts this week. Thank you so much for listening. And I messed up recording so many times, so the edit's going to be a lot of fun this week. I hope you enjoyed all the game talk and I'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. Bye.